Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Romeo and Juliet? I am, because after all, we we are are the watchers of movies. Oh. <laughs> happy birthday nicole this is for you girl yeah <laughs> thanks nicole happy birthday i hope it's a good one yes very i feel much like so. you must have gone to school like i feel like nicole and i are the same age because the movies she requests are definitely movies that i grew up with <laughs> right same Pup, here titanic ever after romeo and juliet oh yeah girl I know. what are you turning 38 that's my guess because that's what i'm gonna turn this year so <laughs> I turned 35 this year, so, girl, are you 35? Because <laughs> same as what Sam said. <laughs> so Mike and I watched the movie Cube on Saturday. Cube? Is you that s- the one? What What is that one? I feel like you mentioned it. Did I? Is that the one where they're podcast. all like... They're like in a cube. Big time, yes. (laughs) And it's like a bunch of other cubes that are moving around each other, like a giant Rubik's Cube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. What did you think of it? I liked it. Did you? I thought it was creative. Uh, When it started out... Did not like it. When it started out, I was kind of like, "Mm," but I I got into it, and and I enjoyed it, because I like that it was math-based and not... There's... I have a lot of... Like, there's, like, little things... For example, one of the guys in the, in the cube knew that they were putting people in it, and I was like, "How did he know this?" Just because yeah, he helped design it. Forever. So that's kind of like a lingering question. But I, I liked that it was like math based, and it wasn't just like, "Oh, there's a mystical spell," or you know what I mean, right? And I right. wish I, there would have been more explanation about who designed, like who like design this massive like who decided to start <laughs> yeah. this cube and put people in it but well and like there's all these like it's like a murder cube i just remember so i remember like one distinct thing from that and that that's the um at the end and it's like the dude that's like like all like oh everything's the worst and the world is like like so dark and shit and um and then there's like the girl and she's like hey bye freedom and he's just like what's the point and then like the thing closes so he can't get out on time i remember watching it and i was watching it with an ex and we were both like fuck that guy <laughs> like we were just like like not it wasn't like fuck him because like he's a bad person it was like fuck you you like you you like i can't like i can't even think of like the words without it was just he was just so down in the dumps the entire time and i was like you're gonna die here, but you're like you you just wanna like what like just soliloquy about how terrible death is, but like you're the only one of the few that survived. Like just go walk out into the light. And so we started calling and this is like a, a phenomenon that you see in like a lot of movies where um someone will like have this chance of freedom and they'll just stare and then like the chance goes away and mm-hmm. i call it staring into the light yeah and it's just like what are you doing move like yeah. hustle like hustle <laughs> makes it happen buddy you know um it, it happened a little bit different than how you remembered it but your it? your sentiment is the same but um so what happened was he was lingering like you said like oh right. the world sucks out there and they had to wait long enough for like the villain to come and kill the girl and then the guy stayed so he could kill the villain oh so, i don't even remember your that senti- your sentiment is the same they waited too long because they had to wait for the so i thought that like they could have maybe 
done that a little bit more creatively so that the time they're in the cube actually makes more sense than him being like, right. what, there's nothing out there for me. And then there was the guy that was like mentally handicapped who actually was the only one who made it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, they know it's... It, I remember the, really rooting for him too, I think. Yeah, like the staring into the abyss thing or whatever is totally accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, like it drives me nuts. And I've seen it like multiple times where I'm like, you... You, you're gonna die here now like mm-hmm. you, you had the chance to go why didn't you go 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 you know and it's yeah. just like oh my god yeah and uh it drives me nuts so um yeah i don't i don't really remember really liking that movie i kind of was like eh, yeah. you know yeah yeah i liked it i was entertained i thought it was it was creative yeah that's mm-hmm. good well, yeah that's good yeah it's it's <laughs> nice to you know um you don't have to pander. It's okay. Watch you don't have movie. to like it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, I watched the Wolfman, or I had it on in the background, and I probably watched all of 20 minutes of it. Um, I think I looked up at one point when I went, oh, that voice sounds familiar. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Hugo Weaving. I forgot he was in this movie. So that was oh, kind of exciting. Yeah. But it's not that great of a movie, honestly. It's yeah. like, and I don't love, like, the wolf man thing i don't like the wolves looking like men like it's too like anthro anthropomorphic how do you say yeah (laughs) yeah and um anamorphic is anamorphic no No, it's just those stupid books anamorphs i was just making a joke i was like i don't think that's right (laughs) yeah no anthro anthropomorphic whatever (laughs) anyway um i like him to look like actual wolves but so i because i know that there was like a whole like dark universe thing that like whatever the movie world was setting up right yeah yeah and they kind of the mummy did that the new mummy was trying to yeah yeah and the new mummy like (laughs) really bad it was really bad we watched it didn't we review it too do we review it yes we did review it. yeah so we reviewed it and it was just it's just like anyway back to the wolf man (laughs) (laughs) that's how much i want to talk about the mummy um I mean, it's for an all-star cast benicio del toro anthony hopkins um you know hugo weaving and emily blunt was a fairly new actress i think on the scene she wasn't like really famous or anything but she was the best part about it and i was like why is this new actress who like no one knows but all these people know who benicio del toro and anthony hopkins are is better than these like award-winning actors i'll tell you why <laughs> They were she phoning the in. money. <laughs> they were phoning it in. Yeah, probably. She, did, she needed the money. They didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She's like, guys, can we like, um, come on, like, do a little bit more mm-hmm. performance here? And like, they're I'm like, still driving a Saturn. They're like, okay, listen, darling, I don't do anything. I don't need to do. <laughs> well, they <laughs> do because they did do that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. No, I know. Yeah, I think it's just uh, like who who. How was their reaction to like signing onto this project? Where they're like the Wolfman fine yeah i'll do whatever <laughs> you know what i mean or was it like yeah, i don't know oh my god i love things that has to do with wolf men so many wolf men very specifically wolf too men. many wolf men running around <laughs> too many <laughs> too many there's no such thing no, i'm just kidding yeah no I, I assume that i always actually i wonder often if people get excited about a project and then once production starts the actors are like i made a mistake yeah. this is not yeah. going to be a good movie or if they're like yeah. Because they have to know, because otherwise it'd be really sad if on premiere night they were like, this was not what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard that, like, p- 
apparent apparently they like don't know what a movie is going to be like until they edit it and i was like i have a hard time believing that yeah because i mean i guess like if it's written badly you would know it if the dialogue is bad you would know it right right right. away (laughs) but i don't know i've heard i sometimes i listen to dak shepherd's podcast armchair expert and he was oh, talking. Da- uh, David Ferrier was on there a bunch of times. He's had a bunch. Yeah, he's had a bunch of uh, celebrity. Oh, David Ferrier comes on and talks about like like uh, like dark things. Like he, they he? have special episodes like once a month or something where he talks about. I think if I remember correctly. Anyway, that doesn't surprise me because he is a dark tourist yeah, show. But, I wish um, they'd make a second season, but I don't think they he, will. He said that he's he said that he's done drama like scenes and stuff where he'll think oh I, I don't think i landed that very well but then he'll see the finished product and they'll do some creative editing and put like a song behind it and it'll produce the intended effect and and um and how it's kind of like amazing when that happens and so I, that kind of fascinated me to hear him say that because i've never heard an actor say that before yeah but um i'm sure that like like to use the cell as an example, nobody read that script and thought this is gonna, <laughs> this is a great script. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> um, I could see that because, like, it's like sometimes I'll be watching a show and like whatever song they choose, it's always like One Republic or like you know, like I don't know, Imagine Dragons or something, something one of those like bands, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of sounds like every other band, even though like, I like them. <laughs> but, bands you know. that like fake being a rock band, but if they were <laughs> bands in the nineties, they would have failed because they're oh, not yeah. actually rock bands. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're like they're like emotional rock bands, I would call them. And I don't mean emo. I'm not saying emo. Like emo is a different emo is a different animal entirely. I'm saying emotional. Um but anyway, I'll be like watching a scene, and then there's like like demons by like w- like Imagine Dragons behind it, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, this scene is so emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, no, I've definitely had that, not necessarily with that song, right. but with other music, where I'll oh. be like, oh wow, it really pulls the room together to put this right, song right. on. It. Yeah, but it's always like a simple scene, like someone is staring down the hallway like at another person yeah. and they're like when you feel my heat look into my eyes and you're like oh no they're staring at each other from across the room <laughs> you know mm, what you say <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so you want to talk about the movie <laughs> let's do it let's do we it we usually have other stuff to talk about first but today we're just like eh whatever um so how do you feel about this movie? I like it a lot still. Um, let me go. Let me say first of all that uh, I probably had the biggest obsession of my life with this movie. This was probably the movie that I was the most obsessed with for the longest period of time. I loved it. I believe it came out in 1996. Mm-hmm. It came out in like November of 1996. I looked that up, and I didn't see it until it was on video. But I know I saw it right around summer vacation so i believe i probably saw it in 1990 like summer like early summer of 1997 because i have a very vivid memory of it changing my life i loved it so did you see it after before titanic because titanic Titanic was 97 yeah i saw it titanic was like christmas night or like fall of 97 oh so you you watched it before then yeah oh big time because i think i saw it after i saw titanic oh okay yeah yeah so um i loved it at the time and i watched it 
so many times. I brought you the book that I have. I brought <laughs> the novelization. See, so the novelization <laughs> has the script for the movie, which is very, very close to the original right. uh, play. And then it also has the play. And I'm not using hyperbole when I tell you I had the movie memorized. I had the movie memorized. <laughs> I could say lines. Because I had the I believe script. It. I had the script and I watched it, it all the time. I watched it over and over and I read it and I did something that all 12 year old girls probably did pre-internet is that I have a notebook at home still with what can be best be called Romeo and Juliet fan fiction <laughs> and I still have it I still have it and if I read I, like I haven't read it lately it's you somewhere in a box it. but it, I remember the last time I read it I was so like I had like secondhand embarrassment because I changed <laughs> I know I changed Romeo's name but I can't remember what I changed it to because I didn't like the name Romeo and I remember the lines were like what sadness lengthens Tom's hours you know like <laughs> just because but I don't remember what name I used maybe William I was I was using the name William a lot at that time I know if I find things that I wrote as like was a it because preteen. of Prince William? No, I didn't you have didn't, a crush, on, have him. A crush no, on him. No, I think I just, I really, like, even now, I, I like classic names for men. Yeah. You know, so I think that it was just, like, that was just the name that I was, like, hyper fixated on at that time for when I would write <laughs> male characters. But anyway. Mine was, I was into, like, Logan and Noah for a long oh. time. Yeah. Wow. I do really like biblical names for men. I'm actually extremely picky about my male names. I, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to not like most male names. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I have that notebook with fan fiction. Uh, that's amazing. That's pre-internet. Thank you. Well, I guess the internet was just starting, but yeah. I never, you know, like, anyway. It was like AOL chat rooms or so, whatever. this movie was one of my absolute favorites uh, for a very long time. And then... Um, it just I haven't watched it much in my adult life and I think it's because I watched it so much as a young person I haven't really saturated it yeah and and it's not because I have I definitely don't have bad memories of it and I definitely don't not watch it because of anything negative it's just like I never really have the desire to watch it I own it and everything I just never it's never come across where I'm like I gotta watch this movie because I can watch it in my mind whenever I want like that's (laughs) how but anyway, so um, yeah. I, I was watching, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I was thinking, like, is this, I don't think that I'm going to dislike it this time around, because I remember it so well that I don't think I will, but will it land differently? Yeah, I and totally it, get that. It didn't really land differently. Like, really? I, It just sort of sucked me in, and I got kind of excited about watching it, and I enjoyed it for what it was, and, and I... Um, disliked the normal parts that I disliked as a youth and I liked the parts <laughs> that I liked as a youth and I thought Leo was pretty cute in it and he was very I, had cute. A big, 20, I had a big crush on him. 20 year old baby yeah, when that, Leonardo. When Romeo and Julia came out that started my like well I actually like remembered him from Growing Pains I really uh-huh. I thought he was cute in Growing Pains but Romeo and Juliet really like I went through and then Titanic came out like you said so there was like a, a year or two where I was like Leo is the cutest oh, you know yeah. no for and sure 100% just, me like, too I think he's just a solid actor who yeah. happens to be handsome but he's not like you know I mean I'm, I'm an adult now so I feel like I'm not into like Leo isn't like n- my number one crush right I had the soundtrack I still have number one crushes well I mean I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't think other actors are like right, really right, handsome right, I'm just right, saying right. like I don't react to him the way i did when i was 13 well i think he looks more and more like jack nicholson the older he gets (laughs) (laughs) i had the yeah i had the soundtrack 
and uh-huh. I listened to it a lot. It's a good soundtrack. And um, that was my first exposure to Radiohead, which was kind of it. And then today, when I was I watching Radiohead. it, I realized that um, there's a song from OK Computer on the on the credits. Which which one? Uh, and music for a film. I think that's the title, right? And music I don't know. for a movie. Anyway, and and that's not on the soundtrack. But I was like, I, I just was letting the credits play, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is from OK Computer. I love, and I didn't I love realize that. I like. Um, I like some of their music. I like OK Computer and I like uh, Fake Plastic Trees. Oh, I love Fake uh, Plastic Trees. You can't yeah. be a fan of Clueless and not like Fake Plastic Trees. Um, and, I, yeah, it really has awesome. And uh, anyway, so um, yes, I'm happy to report that I still really like this movie. And it was fun watching it now after a very long gap. And I could still remember some of the lines, but I don't have it memorized like I used to. But I, it was like all coming... It's all coming back to me now. Anyway, there were moments of gold. So I, I just, I just really enjoyed it. I just, it was, it was fun for me, and I was excited as I was watching it. And I, I, I don't know. I'm really thank you, Nicole, because I'm really glad you suggested it. Because I, I don't know when I would have watched it again. If yeah, you know what uh, I mean. Like it might have been a little, might have been even longer. So I think that I don't know if like. I mean, easily the last time I watched it was definitely like 10 plus years ago. Yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. probably over 10 years ago. Um, but I do not like this movie. Really? <laughs> not so at you all. Li- but you used to like it. I don't think I ever, I think, I think I did. I don't think I've ever really liked the story of Romeo and Juliet. Like when I was little and I was like first exposed to it, of course, because I'm like young and I didn't know. But as I've grown older, I just think that the story's really stupid. <laughs> and I can't, like, it's like, okay, you guys have known each other for, like, all of ten minutes. Why are you losing your minds over each other? Like, and it's, sure, you're young and, like, you have a lot of, like, hormones going on because you're going through puberty because that's, like, what happens when you're, you know, because in the play, I think she's, like, 13 and he's, like, 16. Um, so in this, it was a little bit older, but not that much older, you know? And to me, like, they're they're losing their minds over each other. And, and I'm looking at Romeo, and I'm like, Romeo, you you do this every Tuesday. This is a normal Tuesday for you, where you go, oh, my God, Mercutio, I just saw this girl, and I'm so in love with her. And he's like, okay, bitch, what? <laughs> First of all, what about that chick last week? And he's like, what chick last week? And like, Rosaline? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. She's probably dead or something. I don't care. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Susan I don't I don't remember anyway um and I and I'm just like I'm watching him and I'm just like you know don't pull this young girl into your games you know what I mean and maybe his affection for Juliet was genuine but I don't think it it is when you've known each other for a day (laughs) you know like you I may think each other is really cute you may want to make out all day or have sex all day but you don't know each other. The, the reality is, is like, you do not know each other other than you know each other's last names. And that's it. Pretty much, you know? And I, I, I just, like, there were certain things that I did like. I like the music. I love the Baz Luhrmann-ness of it all. I, I really love his directing style, so I could appreciate it for that. But I... I actually had a hard time paying attention because I was kind of bored. I thought watching as an adult now, my eyes were opened a little bit to the play because I never really 
Um, outside of this movie, I really didn't ever care for Romeo and Juliet because I always thought it was really weird that these two people killed themselves. But yeah. now, as an adult watching it, I just I totally get it. The impulsivity of youth, like I I get it. I get it. How you think that this person is like. I remember being 13 years old, 14 years old, and having crushes on people and being like, this is the coolest person. There's never going to be anybody cooler. And then, yeah, like, yeah. And then like <laughs> six months later, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest person. There's never going to be anybody cooler. <laughs> right. And then, you know, oh, like... Wait, and who was that person last time? Yeah. I don't even remember their name. And you like... Jimmy as Brad? you grow older, hopefully that stuff sort of like calms down and right, you right. start seeing like who's really worth your time. And, and you know, but it's... I, I just really enjoyed the impulsiveness of youth and just the ridiculous over the topness of how these kids killed themselves because they thought they loved each other and and i i think like and and so i don't know i just i had a newfound appreciation something that i'd never really noticed before and about how like self-involved teenagers can be and how their problems their problems are the biggest problems in the world and their problems encompass everything around them nothing else matters their problems (laughs) must be also problems for their friends like romeo's romeo was such a piss baby his friends were like romeo snap out of it let's go party and he's like i can't i love rosaline and he's just like (laughs) oh rosaline you know and rosaline really and then and then he sees juliet and he's like like you said like right Rosaline is yesterday's news. Who I'm into this girl, this girl now. Yeah. And Juliet, who seems like she's been living in her house and never let out for oh, yeah, you know yeah. a decade and a couple years, is like, oh, who's this chap? I right. love him. And I just, I buy it. I totally buy it. I think the extremeness at I the end, too. the extremeness yeah. at the end is, I mean... I, I hope no teenagers kill themselves for another teenager, but I totally, I see it. I can see it because I remember being, I remember like being that emotional when I was a teenage girl. And if there was a man or a teenage boy who had been as doting as Romeo, who knows oh, where yeah. your emotions will take you. you no, know what I, I mean? totally, yeah, I totally get so that. Well, I appreciated like, that on a level that I have never appreciated it before. Yeah. And everything is like 10 times more intense when you're a teenager as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's funny. You had the same reaction to that movie that I did to Twilight. Oh, because <laughs> I was like a new appreciation for it, and all of a sudden I'm like, I get it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's um, I can I can see what you mean. Like I can totally see what you mean because there is kind of like a uh, just this. I mean, he's 20 in the movie, or, or well, his he like Leonardo DiCaprio was actually 20 in the movie and she was 16. So she was really, really young. And, um, but like you can, you can really see like how, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's like you, when you've been a teenager and you've been in that, in that, you know, uh, like way where you're like, Oh my God, I love this person. And like, I don't think I'll ever love another person because this is the the best person I've ever met. And like, you know, even though we're young, like this is it, it's going to, you know, um, but, uh, <laughs> as I was watching the movie, I'm like, did he take ecstasy before he, he met did. Juliet? Yeah, big time. So not only <laughs> okay, so the this emotions. really actually yeah. bothered me because I was like, okay, so 
sure, you meet a cute girl. So normally if you're sober, you might be like, ooh, cute girl, I'm going to try and pursue or whatever. Well, now he's extra motivated to do that yeah. because he's on like the love drug. And mm-hmm. that's the drug that makes you feel really good. And like, you're like, ooh, everything is like, ooh, look at my skin. It's so soft. And like, and you're like, I just want to touch that person. You know, like I've never been on ecstasy, but I imagine it's very fun. But um, and, and you know, so she's has no idea that he's on drugs. So then I'm like, okay, so... Now I even like it even less because (laughs) not only is this like not even like a real true emotion. Now you're on fucking drugs. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. It's like he should have been like petting her like costume wings. Or like her her hair. He's like, your hair is so beautiful. Your ears are so soft. You're like a horse. She's like, I'm like a horse? (laughs) No, that's not what I meant, sweetie. (laughs) I think it's a prisoner of the time in which it was written because there's a couple enabling adults in it that I don't understand the the friar the father oh my god and the nurse like both of them I was thinking the whole time I, I was watching it, I was like why is the nurse so cool with Juliet getting married to this guy well, I know like she and, goes to visit him and he's yeah. like bring her to the church and we'll get married and what, what is it Mar- Miriam Margulies is that the actress um yeah Miriam Margulies her character the nurse is like He's like, bring her to the church. We'll get married. And she's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like I'm freaking out. Like, this is the best day of my life. And like, I think in our day and time, that does not make sense in the slightest. No, no, but maybe back then it was okay. Well, and but I was like, you're charged with taking care of this girl. Why are you so? And then I don't know why the friar or father Lawrence, right? Father Lawrence. I think so. Yeah. Is it's always character yeah why is he also like yeah I'll, I'll do it yeah no big deal i'll do it and i'm like eh, what is going i know on? Well, and then, <laughs> like especially um giving so okay i don't i we shouldn't skip to the end but i i do want to say something about like you know while we're on the uh, topic of enabling adults like might as well so like he's giving her this potion that's like okay so you'll be dead like you'll appear dead for like four hours. First of all, they pulled a funeral together so fast in four hours. I used four, four and twenty hours. Four and twenty hours. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh a day. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. They still pulled a funeral together very fast. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa, that was like two hours. They were like, get every candle you can in the metropolitan Verona area. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, uh, interesting. It was actually for, part of it was filmed in Mexico. Mexico yeah, City. I thought that I remember Leo saying that uh, like somebody on their production crew got held hostage, really, or something while they were filming. Yeah. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. more interesting than the movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I a part of part of the issue I had too with this movie, and I I understand that it's kind of like it's. I think what Baz Luhrmann did with using the Elizabethan language in, like, a modern setting was definitely, like, kind of, like, beyond its time, but I did not like it. The entire movie, I felt, like, especially, like, and don't get me wrong, I actually thought Leonardo DiCaprio did a great performance in this movie, um, but listening, like, I felt like the only one who truly really felt like they were authentic and how they were they're saying the Elizabethan words was Harold Perno. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, okay, I can Mercutio. see that. Mercutio. Yeah, I love Mercutio. And he's still my favorite character. He's one of my favorites as <laughs> well. I best. like him quite a bit. Yeah. He's, he's really good. He's very fun. Yeah. Um, and 
when he was speaking it, I was like, yes. But when Leonardo DiCaprio was speaking it, I was like, please stop. This feels so stiff. This feels so inauthentic. It's not genuine. And it just felt really... Like, it felt very stiff. It felt like it wasn't supposed to be that way. And I... And it's... If it was, you know, again, if it was set in the time that it's supposed to be set in the 1600s, or I think, yeah, 1600s, right? Then, sure, but it wasn't. It was set in modern day. So, it's like what I personally would have done if I was him, or I was the person writing the screenplay. I would have used part of the old language, but I would have modernized part of it as Mm -hmm. well. You know what I mean? So, it kind of had like a mixture of both. Because, Mm -hmm. like, too much of the old language, it just, it just, like like these people are running around with guns in their hands and not that guns are a new invention at all they've been around since like the like i think like the 14th century they were invented in the 1300s which i looked up by the way when i watched um it was solomon kane i watched solomon kane don't remember anything about the movie but i remember that (laughs) because i remember being like it was like taking place in the 1500s and i was like and he has a gun. Excuse me. I don't think guns were invented yet. <laughs> so then I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, I'm really wrong. <laughs> I was like, that was two centuries ago they're invented. So never mind. Um, that was kind of interesting. I didn't know that. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> and they're running around there in car. They're in these like nice cars and everything. It's just everything is so modern. But then there's the language and it just feels so strange and it felt so weird and i just was like like it just made me like almost uncomfortable you know what i mean i did think that um leonardo dicaprio overall did a good job but i agree with you that some of the dialogue he didn't do as convincingly as he probably could have and i think it's because it's unfamiliar unfamiliar and i know that when i was a kid like it was hard to grasp a lot of it and it that's you know but for some reason it still sucked me in like i still loved it but i didn't grasp it all the first time watching it right and it takes a little while to like understand what they're actually saying and some of it is just like so flowerly like some of the things mercutio says sounds good when he says it but it's like very like just hyperbole and right it's, it's uh what like 15th century hyperbole or whatever or it's like you um, know so what's that word um not derogatory but like um what's that word it's like it's like rude not it's not rude but it's like rude language it's like using the word pussy Mm-hmm. Like that's it's like rude language, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not me- like not saying like you're a pussy. I'm saying no, it's I know like what you mean. I'm trying to referring think. to a woman's vagina. Yeah. You're calling it a pussy. It, like I'm trying to think. <coughs> I know what you're getting at, but I don't know what the word is. It's for like it. I I like just had it on the tip of my tongue, and it's it's. I'll probably think of it later and like it's shout like, it out, like Urban Dictionary language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's 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 like crude. Um, I don't know, crude. Yeah, crude, crude works. Okay. Crude works. That's yeah. a good synonym. Yeah, it's like it's a little crude, and like yeah. Mercutio especially was a little crude. Well, the Montague boys in in general, and the the Capulet boys actually were all a little bit crude. Yeah. but um, there was one part where they were like. They were asking him, like basically, like, did you de-virginize her? You know, and like you can't really tell that's what they're saying because it's so, such old Elizabethan mm-hmm. language. But I was like, oh, that's a little, <laughs> like, a little crude. Yeah. But it's also 
well, that's kind of like how boys talk to each other, especially like your friends, you know? Big time, yeah. Especially and teenage boys. Especially, yeah, exactly. And um, although Mercutio was like hardly a teenager in that Yeah, movie. I don't know who they were trying to kid. He, he was, was like an adult. Easily, and he like, was like 28. Like, I know, like <laughs> yeah. he like had a full beard and yeah. everything. He was like, but I loved like he was dressing in drag. And yeah. I'm like, I love that. I don't know why, but that's like a thing for me. I'm like, when mm-hmm. a guy dresses in drag, I'm like, <laughs> chef's kiss. Um, Dominique de Coco. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, but I, I yeah, I, I really like, it just, it just felt off-putting. You know, the entire, the entire language of it felt off-putting. And in a different movie that was in a different time, that was like a period piece, sure. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. But this was like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on here? You know? And, and the way people are talking to each other, and I'm like, do they even understand each other? Yeah. You know? I actually, I didn't dislike that he kept the original language because I thought, like, he made it, he made a very unique yes. Romeo and Juliet, but he I kept agree. the integrity of the language, and I thought that that was really interesting. I don't think all the actors did as well as they could if it yeah. was modern English. They would have probably done better in the little in-between moments, but I liked the whole put-together aspect of it and how it he was able to... I really liked that the guns had, like, sword names. I thought that was yeah, very that was clever. Cool. that was cool. And uh, I thought it was a little weird that the Montague boys and the Capulet boys went to the same place to get like their the holsters of their gun, like the crest, their crest put on the holsters of their gun. Yeah, I, was I like, don't know. They both have those are the same. Like, did they go to one gunsmith who's like, yes, I will put a crest on your holster? You well, know? it seems too. Like, it seems too because it's like a, or not it's, holster the the handle. Yeah, yeah. I said holster. Yeah, no, I yeah, I got what you meant. Um, it seems too like this is like I mean they're easily like different gangs, right? You can you can. Yes. It almost feels like maybe the like you know, the head of the Capulet and the head of the Montague family are like gang and not gang, um, like mobsters. Oh, you yeah, know, like mob time. leaders. Yeah. Like you can totally see that. You know? Uh and so it, it seems weird to me that there would be like a gunsmith who doesn't have like loyalty to yeah, just one. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because especially with these like really scary dudes like mm-hmm. especially i mean like tybalt and his men they were scary like these like you do yeah. not want to cross these guys you know they will kill you mm-hmm. and it's very like it's shown like they you know and um it, it seems like they might be like listen if you if i see a montague coming around here to getting his work done on his on his sword <laughs> I will make sure that my sword gets run through you. Right, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, and then the 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 swordsmith or gunsmith would be like, you're right, you're right, totally right. Sorry, I'm Capulet now. Just, totally, I'll just work with the Capulet. Got it. <laughs> I can put yeah. like a sign out. No Montagues. But, um, it, I mean, but I don't know. It, I, I have a hard time believing that in this like almost LA looking setting. Yeah. You know, that like, because I thought it was maybe like Venice Beach or like LA that they were filming in. That's kind of what I feel like what they were mimicking it after. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I, I have a hard time believing that there's not another one. You know what I mean? Especially if gun violence is yeah. such an issue. Right. In Verona. Right. You know, like they're, everyone has a gun. They're like, oh shit, just let me get Even my gun. Julia <laughs> had her own gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she? Well, when she went to the friar's office. Oh, that's right. She did have oh, her own gun. Yeah. yeah, she held it. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I was like, girl, put down your gun. Calm <laughs> down. Jeez. Yeah. Um, 
when she was like, I wish to die. I was like, okay. Because you have to marry this super handsome guy named Paris. You're probably on your period. (laughs) Girl, I understand. (laughs) Tomorrow, you're going to, all these emotions are going to seem so silly to you. So just wait. She's like, I'm so mad that I have to marry Paul Rudd, who looks way better than Leonardo DiCaprio does as he's aged. Paul Rudd sleeps in forever wear. He does. Every night. Um, He is like, he's like, oh, 97 or 96 that's right 96 <laughs> i look at i don't look a day over 20 whatever he was he was like 27 i think or something in the movie um yeah he was i think he was 10 years older than her because i looked i i like like i did the google like i have a little google home and so i like asked and uh and i wanted to know how old everyone was and yeah. i was just like man i'm like paul rudd like what is your secret dude come on he has an age. Sure, his jeans. He's got good jeans. He's got great jeans. Really great jeans. They make yeah. his ass look amazing. <laughs> I did think it was See really weird there. that he was like begging Capulet. He's like, I gotta marry Juliet. And I he, was like, Well, he's like down, on the man. cover of like Time magazine. Yeah. I'm like, do you have to? Because you're on the cover of Time magazine. So if you have a lot of money, <laughs> girls will be throwing themselves at you. But he wants the one that doesn't throw herself yeah. at him. He's like, I want the one that doesn't want to marry me. And it's like, why do you want the one that doesn't want to marry you? <laughs> well, hmm. I think, I mean, I, I can understand it, how being, uh, it's a product of its time. With, yeah. Like dowries and like wealthy families, like marrying off their daughters to wealthy people people and influential people and like their daughters are used as a pawn which works in its time period because that's how things were but does not work in a modern day retelling no, so no it doesn't no, it's that, pretty that, weird that kind of bugged me too yeah. because it was like it is a modern day retelling and i understand that he's like trying to follow the original play like very closely baz Luhrmann is but if you're doing a modern retelling, you need to have a modern twist on it. And mm-hmm. you like if you're not, it's just going to, again, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to be like, what are we doing, you know? And and that's part of it, too, is that, because I just remember, like, the, the dad comes in and he is, like, assaulting his daughter, like, screaming at her, like, pushing her, like, a, mm-hmm. you know, and all over and stuff. And he's like, you're going to marry this guy, you're going to marry this guy. And, I, and I'm just like, but she... I'm like, but it's the modern age. She's a woman who can make her own decisions. And I'm like, well, maybe not. But I, but it's, 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 <laughs> it's just well, weird. I thought it was, I thought it was weird that like an hour before that he was telling Paris, like, listen, she's too young, two years, give her two years and then you can marry her. Right. And then all of a sudden in the middle of the movie, they were like, now you're marrying him now on Thursday. But it was, I guess Tybalt dying was like a catalyst for that, but it doesn't really go yeah. into it. I feel like there's not enough. There's not enough for me to like buy into the fact that her parents would disown her for not marrying him. Yeah, that's that pretty crazy. When he strange. said himself that she was too young. But anyway, yeah, I also was kind of bummed that the wound that Mercutio got did not seem fatal. Oh my god, I think it, it was the like exact same Tibble thing. Tibble scratched him with a piece of glass, and I thought you couldn't like make him like st- like run him through with something or stab him, like actually like stab him. Right, right. Because he looked down, and it's just like this surface-looking wound, and I was like, <laughs> "Come on, you can- that doesn't even look fatal to me." I and was I like, had the in my guts head, aren't even falling out. I Come thought on. I remembered. I thought that he got shot but i did i thought that didn't he happen. got shot too yeah and, and so when it what did happen i was like 
Wait a second. That's not. They could have easily taken him to the hospital. They have cars. So I know. I mean, like, did they just leave him there and he's still alive? He's just like in a coma. Like, like, guys, I'm not dead. He's like, what happened? I fell asleep for a little bit. (laughs) What? Oh, I'm still in pain. Yeah, but it's not that bad. And it was. It wasn't even bleeding that bad. So I thought they could have done a lot better job showing that to be like a fatal wound. Right. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like dramatically like throwing himself around, and he's like a plague, a plague about both your houses. (laughs) You're just like calm down. Okay, Kush. Okay, Kush. Let me get you a band aid. Mercush, you're being a little extra right now. (laughs) We all need you to just just tone it do you, do you ever see that um the friends episode where they were like ross moves in with chandler and joey for like a minute or like he moves in for a little bit probably i've seen all of them <laughs> but i don't remember he's like doing this really annoying thing where he's trying to tell them to turn it down so he's like holding like one his hand like in like a c and then he's like going like this like lowering his hand he's like guys and they're both like <laughs> if he does that again i swear <laughs> i'm going to <laughs> just like that's how I feel about when I see Ross's face in general. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, let's see. I have other notes. I have lots and lots of notes. I, I will say that I've never, I've never liked the opening sequence. With, no, I like the opening sequence where they're like in Fair Verona where we lay our scene. And oh, it's I like thought that that was really clever. fast, like script and fast shots and the music. I really like that. But I've never, and I still don't like the Montague boys and the Capulet boys at the gas I didn't station. Because like I've always hated the part where, what's his name? Jamie? Is his name Jamie Kennedy? Yeah. When he's like, Meh, he makes that like weird noise. It, <laughs> and I've it, that always has bugged me. And then I've also been annoyed with them like harassing the the schoolgirls getting into the oh, yeah. van. That always like made me uncomfortable as a kid, and I still don't like it now. And and uh, anyway, I've just never liked that scene. I never liked ever. it either. Well, and they're like smoking a cigarette, and you're at a gas station. I'm like, how stupid can you be? Yeah, well, yeah, that I guess. But, I mean, um, that was I, that was just the thing that like uh, like stood out to me, where I was like, "All right, if you want to go up in flames, I guess it's your prerogative." <laughs> and then, and then that same day, they get caught and they get I don't know arraigned or something. And it's just it's just still early afternoon when yeah. uh, Ben Volio goes to find Robio, and I'm like, "How long is like when did they start this gunfight, and why aren't they in jail longer?" I don't. There was like well, a they probably trial. were probably like Prince. Listen, yeah, like, he, just get my guy out. And he's like, "Well, he shot someone, so <laughs> yeah, okay." But like, I'm a Capulet. Also, you see him have a lot of money. You see him shoot <laughs> Montague, whatever. One of the Montague boys, but the Montague, he's totally fine. The next like at the party he's oh, like, yeah, like having what, doesn't one of them get shot in yeah, the fucking head it looks like and he he's like shot, totally he because he's like yeah yeah and then he's it, like fine nothing like is wrong nothing with him. he's yeah yeah i, I remember that like weird yeah, continuity I, I, I was like what the hell that guy just got shot in the fucking head and mm-hmm. everyone's just like i don't know whatever you know and we're just gonna like pew, pew, pew. and 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 then yeah. yeah the next moment you're like oh he's i fine. guess he wasn't shot in the head yeah okay um yeah that was a bad that was a bad continuity error but um it it was kind of interesting actually watching it this time because i found myself pretty intrigued by romeo as a character i thought he was a pretty complex character but i thought that juliet was like super boring yeah she was she she really didn't get much she was like a mary sue yeah Yeah, she was Mm kind of like her whole thing was like crying and like making out and that was kind of it (laughs) yeah like crying and making out yeah (laughs) and she i i um i don't i always have been annoyed and get secondhand embarrassment for when she cries (laughs) 
Oh my god, I'm so glad you said something. I've never liked that. I've always been like, why didn't they do something different? Clear because like, she goes, Can I say? <laughs> can I and say? I've always like I've always been like, no. Well, every time I watch it, I think maybe she won't do it this time. What were you gonna say? <laughs> like, there's like a whole like meme about Kim Kardashian being like a really ugly crier, and then she's like a beautiful woman. And I always like whenever I watch Claire Danes like cry in anything, I'm like, man, Claire Danes is cute, but she's the ugliest crier. Like she just looks like. And you're right, her mouth always gets like. <laughs> you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. yeah and i've been watching my so-called life and it's similar it's similar yeah she's yeah she is just not a pretty crier i i just i've never understood that style choice in this movie when she's after romeo she realized romeo has killed himself i'm like it ruins the moment it really ruins the moment and i strongly dislike it <laughs> no, i think it's funny that you said that because i I was thinking it and I was like, should I bring it up? Should I not bring it up? Because I felt mean. But then you said that and I was like, oh, thank God I can finally say it. (laughs) I just, I mean, there's so many things they could have done in that scene. I don't know why they, because she, I think essentially it's supposed to sound like she's sobbing. Right. But it's just, it doesn't work. I know. I know. Yeah. I, uh, (laughs) it's funny getting secondhand embarrassment for like an actor that you're like, like, this is your acting style, and you're like, can you stop? Because <laughs> I bad. feel like they could have just made her, like, put a hand in front of her face and, like, silent sob or something. Right, You know, right. like, shoulder shaking. Or even if she made that same noise, but it was muffled by her hand and you didn't see her face, right. it would have been good. But what they did, I've just never, ever liked it. Not not since day one. And That's so, so funny. So that and the scene in the gas station are the two things that I've always hated. Also, yeah. I never cared for, like... Um, Romeo's like Pikachu red streaks like you know how Pikachu has like two red dots on yeah, his face yeah. and like when Romeo kills Tybalt he has these like really generic looking blood streaks on his face they're not oh, they're not Pikachu shaped that. because right. they're streaks but that's what I was thinking I was like jeez well, what is this a weird <laughs> Pikachu I've never liked that either it's it's always been really annoying to me and one more thing so when after they like the next morning when he's leaving her bedroom and she's looking down at him and there's this really weird like looking down shot of him but his like face blends in with his chest so it just looks like he's like like a block person and that <laughs> shot always that really either. bothered me too because i don't think it's a very good shot so i always i really i always really liked the um the scene where they wake up and they're like playing in the sheets i yeah. always thought that was and it's i very love romantic. how that was filmed yeah mm-hmm. um it looks like that's the thing about this movie is that they're like aesthetically i appreciate the hell out of it but i don't care for the story at all like i'm i i think romeo and juliet is just really overdone and sure it was 96 so it wasn't like as overdone as it as it is now i guess um and i know that they came out with one recently within the yeah, past couple with years Haley with steinfeld yeah and douglas booth i think yeah that's it's, I, I it's really bland it. i did I didn't, see yeah. it you something, didn't see it or you I did? I did see you it. Did. Something that I liked about this uh, this 1996 version is that it's the first... Iter- I Well, I've seen the 60s version, but I don't remember it totally. Um, but 
this is the first version that made Mantua look like like a derelict place. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the Haley Steinfeld one. He's like he's like in this really nice art studio, and that's like Mantua. And I'm like, why couldn't he just? Because I've always wondered why couldn't right. he just bring Juliet with him if he's banished? Just bring her. Who's gonna look? Yeah, in I guess that's true. Right. And when I was younger, my mom's like, well, it's probably like a dangerous place. And this movie actually makes it look like yeah, maybe she wouldn't be happy here in a tiny rundown like camper, like super dirty RV. The, in yeah. the desert and you know and i still don't get why she couldn't go with him but at the same time you know that's neither here nor there but this is this movie actually makes it look like oh i can see why he didn't bring her with him but in the Haley steinfeld one i was like okay so he's just like living the dream here in, in exile why didn't she go with him they're like you know? their exile is like listen romeo you're gonna still live in a castle because yeah. we're super rich but you're just not going to live in Verona. And he's like, oh, oh, no. Mm, oh, my God. Are there women like Rosaline there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Juliet. I I said the wrong name. <laughs> I forgot who the love of my life currently is. <laughs> which, which one is it? I don't know. Which one is it again? Is it the nurse? I don't know. <laughs> Miriam Margulies. <laughs> farewell, so ancient sexy. lady. I always like that line. What does he say? When he says, farewell, ancient lady. <laughs> <laughs> farewell, ancient lady. If you would lead her into a fool's paradise, as they say. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely don't remember. <laughs> Actually, I knew the entire the entire scene where Juliet kills herself when I was a teen. Um, I don't remember it anymore, but I knew like the entire thing by heart and I would always like just recite it cuz I loved it. And you know, that little like dark part of me that loves that shit has not gone away. <laughs> it's actually only gotten worse. That likes memorizing older. memorizing lines, just like liking dark shit, like oh, you know, okay. like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's only gotten worse. Yeah, now it's an obsession all about the Victorian age. So, and it's continuing on, and it will probably continue on for a while because it's fun and there's a lot to learn about it and i love learning <laughs> what can i say yeah if you enjoy something exactly enjoying it exactly yeah. uh so yeah i let's see what else um i really liked the hawaiian shirt thing for the montagues and i liked how friar lawrence like obviously he's more allegiant to the montagues because he puts on the hawaiian shirt underneath his priest robes and i really really like that detail oh, I, didn't know, I didn't even notice that but now that you mentioned that yeah, yeah and i always thought that was cool i've always thought that was really neat because i'm not like super into hawaiian shirts in real life but in this movie i really think i it's do cool. too i know yeah. it's, it's kind of like it well i think it's because I think it's because it fits more with the setting versus yeah. like we live in Michigan, so if you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, unless you're at the beach, we do have we do have a lot of beaches around here. They're like an hour away, but um, you know, like unless you're at the beach and it's summer, obviously, sure. But just you're like just casually strolling around like downtown Grand Rapids like in a Hawaiian shirt we're gonna be like it's kind of weird though to <laughs> think like you can only wear Hawaiian shirts in Hawaii like you wouldn't need Hawaiian <laughs> shirts in Hawaii because you could just look around you but a Hawaiian yeah. shirt in Michigan is makes That's, sense it's, I guess you're right yeah, you know like, like where am I gonna see a hula girl like, in a pair if I, I don't want to be in shirt. Hawaii mentally I yeah. am right now I actually really <laughs> I actually really like the aesthetics of like Hawaiian design and like 60s Hawaiian stuff like my grandparents had some of it and I really really like it i don't know i 
it's just there's something really like kitschy about it that really I really really like like old older Hawaiian like prints and makes you feel like nostalgic for an age that you didn't live in yeah like i always i always wish that i was alive in the 60s that's what i think too mm -hmm. i'm like i'm like i was born to live on the island of hydro with leonard cohen (laughs) and like all the you know uh the the poets and the like like uh what was it um i can't remember his name uh shell silverstein no um (laughs) i don't know i can't remember anyway i mean i was i was doing research about the song so long marion because I wanted to write um, by Leonard Cohen, because I was trying to, when I was, like, when I was looking for a job, I was trying to write, like, um, a, like, a paper about something that I cared about, you know, so that's when I wrote the Batman versus Superman, which I still have not put on the website, and I really need to do, but um, I should do that this weekend, I should write myself a note, anyway, so I started to, like, do research on that song, because I knew that there was, like, history behind it, it's about a woman named Marianne, obviously, and and uh, it's actually kind of a sad romantic story, but, you know, so I started doing all this research, and I was like, and in, like, nine, like, it was, like, 1963, he was living on the island of Hydra with, like, all these artists, and, like, and, like, hippies, and I was like, fucking shit, I want to live there, <laughs> you know, that sounds super fun, and, and, and I got, nostalgic for a time that i never lived in you yeah, know yeah yeah it was interesting it. Yeah. yeah yeah so i like the aesthetics of this film a lot me too big time and i um, love the whole funeral like with all the candles oh, yeah every and the rose time petals. that scene i'm like oh i yeah. love this like it's so good and uh i love the aesthetic of like hundreds of candles but every time yeah. i like see anyone walk into a room i'm like seriously don't touch that candle you will go on fire immediately <laughs> you know you'll, I mean? you'll light up like a christmas tree <laughs> like, and it makes me like nervous even though i know it's like likely not gonna yeah. happen but i'm like what if it does though <laughs> this so time? <laughs> when i was watching this movie something that was really bugging me that i've never thought about before is like how a how did the police know that he was back in verona i wonder and that too B, why did they not come into the church like he was shooting at them and they just sort of oh, pulled yeah. back why did they pull back <laughs> i didn't remember that happening because i was like it's- i like they could have easily just done that scene and have him without anybody knowing he was there yeah, going I don't to the know. church because the ending would have been exactly the same so i don't know why he was literally shooting guns at the helicopter and the ground police and as soon as he walked in the the door of the church it was like they were like all right well nothing left we can do and that made absolutely no sense it wasn't like he had a, a sign on his car that was like romeo's in this car and he's coming back to verona how did they know did you also notice that they happened to go through um a uh, car wash before they went to, he went to go see julia's <laughs> yeah body? <laughs> pretty nasty when they left uh Mantua. there was like two yeah like circles on the back clean so they could like kind of mm-hmm. see through the back when yeah the shield and then I was like, and then they drove into Rona, and I was like, huh, that car's really clean compared to how dirty it was, like, minutes before. Yeah. However far away Mantua is yeah. from Verona, you assume, like, an hour plus, whatever. But, um, yeah, I just I was like, what the hell? And I also don't know... So, like, Jesse Bradford, which I thought was funny because I did not oh, yeah. remember that he was in this movie at all. Um, and then I saw him and I was like, oh, my God, that's Jesse Bradford. Yeah. Of course, I still remember his name, even though I haven't seen him in anything I since, like, I haven't seen Swim him in anything fan. in a long time, yeah. Yeah. That like might have been, like, the last thing fan. I saw him in as well. well. I think that was maybe the last thing he was maybe. in. Because yeah. he's, like, really, he kind of, like... He was like hot for a minute. Like yeah, everyone was, was in, like, "Oh, he's so he cute." He was in Hackers. He was, he was in, in Bring It On. Bring It On. Yeah. He was in Swim he was Van, cute, Romeo like, and Juliet. And yeah. then he just kind of 
that's it mm-hmm. he kind of just disappeared maybe he was like oh, i'm just gonna you know i've had my fun and i want to like you yeah. know have a normal job and be like a boring normal person and i'm like ew no <laughs> whatever i'm not judging maybe he's a producer or something now yeah maybe or he's just like working i at, guess we i mean it's not like we don't have the internet can't look it up, we could look it up that's true yeah. i almost looked up jesse bradford 2022 because i want to know what he looked like but then i just didn't <laughs> i'm gonna look him up really quick do it so. Oh, I wanted to say. So <laughs> that reminds me. Oh, he was in Clock Stoppers, which I saw. Clock Stoppers. I may have seen that one. Where is Jesse Bradford now? <gasps> what? This says he passed away. He died? It says, wait, let me look. Let me look. Wait, I have to look this. To- <laughs> let me look. Okay, he's still alive. That scared me for a second. I don't know who they were talking about. It says he's still alive. It says he was an investor in the Manhattan nightclub, The Plum. So he's he's a nightclub owner. I've heard of that place. I don't know who they were talking (laughs) about. Because, you know, there's that little Google thing that you can click on and like a little answer will come down. I think that was clickbait. But he's still alive. Okay. So I did think it was it was like it was weird that the friar didn't just send the message with Balthazar. Yeah. Well, Balthazar like saw Juliet's body and was like, I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then the priest is like, oh, just, uh. he didn't like chase after him and call it <laughs> out know. or anything. I know he was kind of just like, hey, b- g- uh, bye. and then okay. and then I thought like, why wouldn't if you were doing something that was so delicate, like yeah. such, why wouldn't the friar like be in the crypt as soon as she woke up in case Romeo didn't show up so he could maybe hide her I away don't. or take her? I don't like. I don't understand that either. Also, why didn't he just take her to Mantua initially without ever having to have a funeral? I mean, the funeral would have ensured that nobody was looking for her, but it's just like the whole thing, I think, probably makes way more sense in the time that it was written than it does now. But Right. Yeah. No, the the whole friar, like, not being there, when, yeah, is very strange. And, like, he, mm-hmm. like, the only way I can think of it is if he was, like, these kids are going to kill themselves and I want this to happen. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like if he was like, that like, like, sure, I'm a man of God, but I'm actually a psychopath. You know what I mean? <laughs> the whole thing is just his his motivations, <laughs> wanting to see two kids die. Yeah, like he, like, set up the whole thing. Yeah, I, I just thought that the friar could have played a, a... I mean, this is going back to William Shakespeare's original writing. Like, right. the friar could have done a little bit more, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he kind of... The situation at hand is very dangerous, so wouldn't you want to make sure that everything goes according yes. to plan? <laughs> and like what you said, it's a very delicate situation and and i got i kind of got annoyed that like juliet woke up and she like looked over and she was all like smiley and like dreamy like oh, i just woke up from the snap it's so nice and she wasn't like oh romeo or just just I whispered his name yeah. or something and said he's like <laughs> just gonna take this poison and drink it and, and then she's like she's like oh and then he's like oh shit too late i just drank it ah damn it if you had only said something a second earlier it was just like yeah what that like i mean because i don't know if it were me and i just woken up from someone something and i saw the person that i love there i would immediately like touch them or something or say their name or 
You know what I mean? Like, my first instinct would be like, oh, you're here. You know what I well, mean? Well, she did touch him. I mean, she had, like, yeah, some, but like, like, atrophy, I think, from, oh, like, yeah, the stuff I guess wearing maybe. off. Yeah. I, and I don't know why she didn't say anything unless that's the same reason. But I also thought... But she seemed so awake. Yeah. For, like, just waking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like she had, like, a 30-minute nap. Because I think, if I, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the original play, he's dead when she wakes up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think she actually, like, oh, but he said, no, because he says, thus with a kiss I die, but I feel like he kisses her body and then dies, maybe. I think so, yeah. I don't think that he, like, because I, so it's kind of bonkers timing for him to be, like, just killing himself. I liked it, though. I mean, I'm not, let me backtrack. I actually really think that Leo did a great job when she touched his face and he realized at that moment. I thought that was really, really well done, but it, it is kind of like, why didn't she say oh yeah. hey you're here you know like, uh, yeah it, w- she, and it's funny she wasted too much time like <laughs> smiling <laughs> she did i so i did i tell you that i watched hot fuzz like right after yeah. there was like a mm-hmm. romeo and juliet play in that and i was like that's so weird why does this keep happening to me this kind of thing because it happened in cougar town too oh yeah you know yeah that um, is really weird but like so like lucy punches in it she wakes up and she's like oh and she's like Romeo is dead. Like the <laughs> acting is so bad. Yeah, and like because it was just a front for their affair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or and was like, it just a front? Like they yeah, just, they just um, wanted to spend time together or something. I don't think it, it might have. I don't think they ever really got into okay. that. But you kind of maybe assume it was. But they were just having an affair. Yeah, and putting right, on the right, right. Yeah. And like, but um, and then there was like the understudies were like actually professional actors, <laughs> and like everyone was. Oh wait, so pissed he cast. He probably cast her because he was having an affair yeah, with her, yeah, yeah, and she yeah, wasn't yeah, very yeah. good. I remember they, now. neither of them were very yeah. good. She's like, oh, with this, with this thrust, I die. And you're just like, <laughs> stop, please. Um, but then they like. She, like, leaned down to kiss him when he was, like, dead, and he, like, like lifts up his body to, like, kiss her. <laughs> <laughs> and you, like, in Simon Pegg's face, and the audience is like, this is so terrible. <laughs> like, he is like, I can't believe I just sat through this. Um, but I thought that that was funny, because I, like, turned it on immediately after. So I was like, oh, have fuzz. I love have fuzz. I'll just, you know, sit and, you know, have something to listen to. And, um, and of course, I'm watching it, and I was like, I love timothy dalton <laughs> so old and sexy <laughs> i forgot he was in that yeah he is in that he plays mr ripper they all have like er last names oh mr messenger there's like mr whatever like yeah they all have like and like names that end in er all hmm. like the killers oh. and the ones that kill are killed oh yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'll have to watch it again. It's, it's been a, a while since I've watched it. I love that. I love that movie. I think it's mm-hmm. funny. Um, but like Bill Nye, he's in it for like all of five seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're too good at your job. <laughs> you need to leave. Get a great big bushy beard. That's not him. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of funny. But <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I think in the original play, he's dead and then she wakes up. Yeah, because... Like, she's waking up, and he's just kind of sitting there, like, contemplating, like, what should, like, should I, like, am I going to take this now? Am I going to take in five minutes? Whatever. And I just don't, and it, in this day and age, in 1996, there is no excuse for him to not have the information that she's still alive. 
Well, he missed the guy. There is no excuse because he missed the guy leaving the letter, but it, he was only like 10 feet from the trailer when the guy was like knocking on the door. And I'm like, surely he would see the, the truck come up and see the person. Walk. Like, right. He wasn't like two miles away. He was just literally 10 feet away. Right. Right. Goofing around. And when and, the, well, who's sending a letter? Call him on the phone. Does he have yeah, a phone? I don't know. Do they even have? Do they even? They never showed anybody on a phone, did they? Well, I mean, they I don't know. TV, cell phones, so, yeah. like cell phones, wouldn't be like really a big thing then in '96. No, but, but they had a TV, so they probably had phones. Well, they they would definitely have landlines, mm-hmm. you know. But he, I mean, <laughs> in his like trailer, that, I don't think he'd have landlines in his camper trailer. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. Why, I mean, no, I just don't understand like why he couldn't Email. send Balthazar <laughs> or somebody. They would have email, I think. Yeah, but they'd like, be like, "Ding, you've got mail." Yeah, and he'd be like, "Oh, great." Juliet's still alive. Wonderful. Balthazar, you're overreacting. And Juliet's then, still alive. I just got an email. And then you see Balthazar and the truck come up at the same time. But the truck, the guy, like the guy delivering, I guess, spent a lot of time at the previous delivery and then was walking over to Romeo's trailer the second time. And I was like, walking over? What? I don't know. It, it, was, so- it was, they made it look a little bit too convenient that they just like, they were like two ships passing. Yeah. And it and, was, yeah. And like in the 1600s, sure. Totally. Sure. Yeah. You don't have like that a level of communication. Yeah. 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 But and it just seems like it just seems like well, you know, like the priest could have ran after Balthazar. You know? Yeah. Big time. Because he really was just like, oh, 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 oh well, yeah, he's already gone out the yeah. door. Obviously, I can't it's go through far. doors. I'm not a ghost. So <laughs> and the doors, the doors were wide open. The doors. Well, he can't go through wide open doors because he's a god. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I, just... I didn't know the rules that were set forth. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I did have, I really, really like the meet cute with the aquarium. I thought that that was yeah, me so too. adorable. It's iconic. It was, yeah. it is iconic. And like, I like that there's no words between them. Mm-hmm. They're just like, kind of like, it's, it's so cute and flirtatious and yeah. like, just so like innocent and I could have watched that scene for like 10 hours. Like, I loved it. It was like, not literally, but like, you get what I mean. Like, it it's, was just so yeah, cute. It's and very pretty and it pleasing is. and yeah. fun. Yeah. The whole, like, man, the Capulet estate, I was like, I would live they there. Have, <laughs> they have like a, like a public restroom there. There was like multiple urinals. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. And I'm like, why do they have that in their house? But they must throw a lot of parties. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she, like, the, the mom was like all, you know, like, well, I mean, I guess it was like a... Like a fancy dress costume party, whatever you call it. Um, A masquerade. Masquerade, yeah, yeah. Except for don't you wear masks in masquerades? Romeo wore a mask. Oh, that's right. But he wore a mask to not be... Yeah, but then he took it off almost immediately. <laughs> I know. So. Well, because he was on ecstasy and he yeah. was probably sweating. And, and he, he had to put his face yeah. in that big bowl of water. And then because he needed to drink it all, because that's what happens when you oh. go on ecstasy, you get really dehydrated. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, There's actually like a danger of um, getting water poisoning because people drink too much water when they're in ecstasy. Oh, really? And people can die from it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how you die from ecstasy is by getting water poisoning. Really? Uh-huh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is, that's yeah. a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, how much water do you have to drink before you get water poisoning? Like, that's crazy yeah. to me, that, you know? That is crazy. Like, that, that's got to be... Gallons and gallons. I would imagine more than two gallons, you know? Yeah. Like, I would think two gallons would be... Like, you'd be peeing a lot, but yeah. I don't think... You might be a little uncomfortable, but I don't mm. think you... Yeah, like, water poisoning is, like... It's, like... It's just... It's so weird that, like, 
there's just so many things that like, hey, if you just do too much of this, it can kill you, even though you have to do the right amount to stay alive. And you're like, that's what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah. And uh, it's like you can drown in 10 feet of water, but you can also drown in three inches of water. So yeah. great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, if you're drowning in three inches of water, you probably have other problems other than the fact that your face (laughs) is in three inches of water. Like, you might have something going on in your life that you should maybe take care of or something. Well, it's too late if you drown. (laughs) It's very true. It's very true. Um, I thought how funny... I actually do have a couple more notes. Romeo was so clumsy, and I kept laughing. Like, he just, like... Like, he... There was, like, three different parts where he, like, so he goes to Juliet's window, and he, like, crashes everything on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I was like, how did no one come out? Well, they, they, they show the quiet. They show the guards, like, at this bank of, like, CCTV yeah. monitors, and none of them were like, well, well everything looks fine. <laughs> like, and it seems like they'd be close enough to hear that, because yeah. he was being, like, he was, like... Like, things were, like, metal that were yeah. falling, like, made of stone. Mm-hmm. Like, they were not <laughs> quiet things. Yeah. It's not like he's like, oops, I dropped a pillow on the ground. It's not going to make Nick noise. But then, um, so there's that. And then there was when he told the the friar that he wanted to get married and he like runs out, but he like sprawls on the floor and like this candelabra like falls over and I just... It was pretty funny. It was like so endearingly, like he was so endearingly clumsy. And then there was like a couple other things too, but I can't remember. But those were the two that like really stood out to me where I was like, I'm like, Romeo, like look where you step, look where you step, dude. Clumsy boy. He's so clumsy. And it's but that one, um, that one especially where he like sprawled on the floor and like dropped the candle off, right? That was so funny because it's just because he's just like, okay, and he's like a puppy and he like bounds out of there and then he's like, boop, like, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was fun too. It's good, it's good, uh, physical, yeah, physical comedy, yeah, physical like it's, acting. it's like a physical comedy in a movie that's like not a comedy, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always thought his car was really cool, but my fr- I remember my friend at the time described it as looking like a zippo lighter <laughs> which is a good description of it but i always thought it looked kind of cool what what was i and i can't I know, it's just like the silver box convertible <laughs> i don't know what kind of you car it was it? i just thought it looked cool because it was very unique right right yeah I can't even With the red interior i can't even remember oh i didn't nice. even pay i guess didn't pay enough attention to that um i also wanted to say that um I really, really love the cover of When Doves Cry. And I actually had that song stuck in my head the entire day before I watched the movie. Because I like like the cover so much that I've listened to it like numerous times. Like like, I've had it on a bunch of playlists and everything. So I really, really like it. Actually getting goosebumps talking about it because that's how much I like that that cover. Um, But that kid that sings it is just like, he's so talented. And it's just like, oh, God, it's like giving me me goosebumps, like talking about it, because I really, really love it. When I looked up the cast list, his picture is an American Idol picture, so he competed on American Idol. His name is Quindon Tarver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it looks like, I'm trying to see, like... I wonder how far he got as a contestant. Oh, he died. What? He died uh, in 2021 at age 38. From what? Do I don't know? know. Oh, he died in a car accident. Jeez, that's really sad. Ugh, the world is so depressing now. 
anyway. like every day I wake up with like more depressing news and I'm just like I'm just gonna hide in my hole for the rest of my life <laughs> you know I'm like oh my god oh he made appearances on American Idol during seasons two and seven in which he finished the show in the show's top 50 oh but, 50 yeah, 50 yep top 50 50 like five zero or one five 50 five zero oh, okay yeah Oh, it's really sad that he passed away. Um, it was really sad. Yeah. Really recently, too. April 1st, 2021, almost a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Just a little bit over a year ago. Anyway, yeah, he... Uh, I wonder if I heard that. Now I'm thinking that maybe I heard it and I went, oh, no. You know, like I maybe I just I heard did, it very yeah. casually or something, but... I don't know. Huh. Anyway, that's sad. Yeah. Damn. We have had a roller coaster of emotions. First, we thought Jesse Bradford died. Oh, yeah. And, well, now this guy did die and actually that's extra die. sadder like yeah he's actually he actually did die yeah talented so talented yeah yeah that that but that version just like ugh, it's so good it's like the choir mixed with like the the rock sound of it it's it's just so good i love it like ugh, look it up everyone <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i feel very strongly about it because i love it <laughs> um <clears throat> I also wrote, oh, okay, um, I thought Leo's performance after Mercutio died, I actually, I put, like, like prayer hands, and then I put, like, thumbs up, and then, like, the chef's kiss, like, emojis after, um, was really good, but I really thought that his his performance was extra excellent after he killed Tybalt, yeah. because he, like, he kills him and then like just seconds later that like realization of what he's just done crosses his face and it's like stunning yeah like it's just like you like you fit you feel like you were like just punched in like the heart like you're like damn like he he was i mean especially you know you're you're 20 years old and someone just murdered your best friend and so of course you're like fuck this guy i want to do whatever it takes to make him pay you know but you're not like thinking clearly because one you're young and two you're like in a absolute high of like awful emotions and then he like does it and it's he just doesn't think about what he's doing until it's already done and then by then it's too late you know crime of passion it really is a crime of passion which incidentally yeah. is a podcast that I listen to quite frequently. <laughs> I always, when I was younger, I always thought he yelled, "I am forgetful." <laughs> what does he actually? He says, "I am fortune's fool," oh, yeah. but it I sounds like I am forgetful, and I'm like, "Well, what did you miss? Let's think back. Let's retrace your steps. Let's go back." He to needs the beginning. to remember all, like no. <laughs> Yes. And I love that I can make Harry Potter references now and you get all of them. It's so great. Yeah, I do. I do think he did a great performance there. Romeo told Juliet he loved her and he still killed her cousins. Yeah. So. I was like amazed that like she knows that he killed her cousin. That's what I was leading into. Yeah. Like so she knows that she's mm-hmm. like right. So and I, I wouldn't I, like I don't. It doesn't strike me like Tybalt and Juliet being particularly close or anything like that. He seems like he's quite a bit older than her. Yeah. Um, Like, probably at least, like, 15 years older than her, I would say. He does seem quite a bit older, yeah. Yeah, and so they probably, like, didn't grow up together, but he's still family. Well, also, who cares who... Romeo murdered. He still murdered somebody. Yes! 
so like so Juliet's like in her room and she's like how could this be I've only you know we we just got married and he killed my cousin oh and god then, that scene and made then me want to shoot myself Romeo, it was so boring Romeo comes <laughs> Romeo comes into her bedroom and she just like takes her shirt off and I was I like listen I know that this is how the play goes but this is really weird for her to just be cool with the fact that he murdered a man <laughs> yeah like he didn't like get in a, a brawl he he fired on an unarmed man yeah and i know it was like a killer be killed situation but i don't think the answer to that is to like then have sex with him him. (laughs) and so that's that's probably the most messed up part of the story for me is that like she because i would have totally preferred that maybe she didn't know that yeah i would have i would have rather until maybe she finds out the next day and then she has like buyer's remorse but i mean (laughs) buyer's remorse But I just I just think it's really weird that uh, like what fuels their fire for right. their wedding night is the fact that Romeo murdered her cousin <laughs> or any man. Like Right, like he comes into her bedroom and he's like, Babe, 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 listen. I he just had murdered it coming. Cousin. He had it coming. He only he had, only had to blame. himself to blame. If you'd have been there, if you'd have seen it, I bet you you would have done the same. See, it fits. And then, uh, and then, Julia my favorite was like, line. Yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> my favorite line from that song is, "So he ran into my knife. He ran into my <laughs> knife ten times." I love that line. I don't know why. I think it's so great. Like, uh, um, I do. I like that line as well. It's yeah. just like she's so like, mm, it wasn't my fault. He ran into my knife ten times. Like mm, he was just like, he's clumsy. Running at me like, like Romeo. Why are you stabbing yourself? <laughs> Romeo like just saw whatever. his best friend get murdered. Then he murdered somebody, and then he was like, about time to go on the honeymoon. <laughs> I know. I know. It's pretty He's weird. Like, it's just a regular Wednesday for me, yeah. honestly, at this point. Listen. Tuesday's the day I fall in love. Wait, what is that song? Oh. Um, what is, is it, is the, it cure? the Cure? The Cure? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tuesday. Or Friday, I'm in Friday love. Friday, I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like 1,000% Romeo's song. Tuesday, Wednesday, kill a Capulet. That's... <laughs> Thursday, go on my honeymoon. Friday, Friday, I'm dead. I am banished. (laughs) Saturday night, I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We just rewrote that song. It's amazing. See how easy it is. (laughs) It's so easy. Weird Al. Take notes. Weird Al. You know what? We're coming after you, bro. (laughs) You're next. It's all about like. I like I love Rocky Road. <laughs> it's like the only <laughs> one I love is. Um, I would not say that I'm a big fan of uh, parody music. I'm not. I really like, like Weird Al. Um, I've always been a fan of Weird Al, like a casual fan. But Mike is a very big fan, so I've heard a he? lot more Weird Al. I've been exposed to a lot more real Weird Al with Mike, like music that wasn't on the radio and everything, and I like it a lot. And uh, we were gonna go, we went and saw him in concert. I got Mike tickets to see him in concert. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And it was so fun. And that was when I had my like horrible, horrible leg injury, and so I was just in like a oh, crazy amount yeah. of pain. Oh, that was It was terrible. right after that, right after that concert. And so I credit Weird Al for getting me through very long, painful days at work because like oh, no. it hurt to sit. It hurt so bad to sit that I. I I would never wish that pain on my worst enemy. I didn't even know the capacity for human pain was. I didn't know he. I didn't know my body could feel so much pain so consistently. It was awful. But I listened to Weird Al multiple times throughout, like multiple eight-hour shifts at work, and I, I feel like his music got me through. <laughs> 
and in a weird way i credit that to weird al some of it my relationship with weird al really took a turn <laughs> because his music is so light-hearted and fun and catchy and creative that it it helps it, like how the long heal. hours of yeah. having to sit yeah yeah so anyway and those chairs were awful like yeah wow any chair was awful like i would come home from work so what happened was i like i injured my piriformis muscle which is the muscle basically in your butt and then i also had injured something like my sciatic nerve and something in my calf was very injured and because it started hurting and i just kept exercising because mm-hmm. you know people are like oh work through the pain don't work through the pain if anybody hearing this <laughs> if you're in pain take a break don't work out because i probably Seriously, yeah i would have healed so much faster if i just rested my body but i didn't and anyway wouldn't it and it lasted for like six it, months it lasted like the the horrible pain lasted for like about a month and a half and then it started incrementally getting better but it did last for like six or seven months total yeah. and it's fine now but i still every once in a while i have to like massage the muscle with like a tennis ball or something but um i also I use, stand I up have a lot two tennis balls i use on my yeah my because my, i get a lot of headaches in my um temples and so i use them and i like oh nice yeah they also use them on my neck it feels really good they They actually right over there they get they're they're better than like i mean unless you're like a hungarian masseuse or something (laughs) they really work really well if you have like muscle pain but anyway um so my biggest flaw was just not resting and the new trailer for the weird al movie is out where daniel radcliffe (laughs) plays weird al really yeah it's gonna be on the roku channel though like who has the roku channel <laughs> i have a roku and i don't even have the roku channel well you probably have the channel but maybe you never I, use it i don't know well yeah i guess yeah if i have to pay for the roku channel though i will not have the roku yeah, channel right? i like, bought the roku and you should just give me the channel for free because i have the roku because i paid for the my roku i had problems with it so now i'm a fire stick boy <laughs> fire stick boy <laughs> Whenever you say anything that's something boy, I always I'm like I always that's think of Buster from Arrested that's Development. I, <laughs> I love juice. <laughs> They're trying to kill baby Buster. <laughs> you should watch Arrested Development if you haven't. It's amazing. The fourth season, it's okay. I actually haven't had watched the fifth one, but Jessica Walters everything, and I was just like. <sighs> It's just such a good show. Anyway, when, when the Capulet mom, like yeah. Juliet's mom, comes into her bedroom in the morning and Romeo like falls into the pool, did she know that Juliet had a man in her room? Because I mean, I, how could you not? First of all, I have to say, for a second, I thought she was Jessica Lang for like a hot second. I yeah, was like, she wow, she looks like Jessica look, Lang. Yeah. But I knew, like, I knew it wasn't her. But I was like, I was like, wow, she looks a lot like Jessica Lang. But um, I don't know. I don't know if she's. I I kind of like. She struck me as being very oblivious and just all about herself. Yeah, you know? that's, I thought that too. But then I was like, he made a pretty loud splash. <laughs> Everything Romeo does is loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Romeo does not live a quiet life. No. He's like, he's like, excuse me, I have to crash at least fifteen statues before I come in here. Um, <laughs> I I'm would, very clumsy. I just wish that they would have included the like, <laughs> like cat noise, yeah, like, like the, the classic. It's like the Wilhelm scream of like animals. Totally, totally is. So I feel like I was like, because her reaction, she kind of was like, I'll leave you out here for a second. And I thought, does she know that Juliet had a gentleman caller? Well, she probably didn't. Juliet's like, like kneeling on the like balcony. And then when she stands up, there's like a kaboosh. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not like she's like, oh, mother, I lost my glasses. Hold on. Yeah. like, honey, you don't wear glasses. I lost my contacts. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you saying it like a question? Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. And then also, like the nurse is like, just marry Paris. 
and I thought, well, surely the friar can't marry the both of them. That would be again. I mean, they're super Catholic. So yeah, I don't know poly- how polygamy. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how they can get away with that. But I liked that the nurse was like, "Listen, Romeo, he's in Mantua. You're not going to see him for a while. He's gone. Just marry Paris." And I was like, "You were so gung ho about this marriage yeah. just two days ago." I know. And I, I know. like. I thought Juliet. I thought her performance in her response was really well because she's like, "Thanks, nurse. You really comforted me." And I was like, "Yeah, I thought the same, Juliet. She really didn't, did she?" I thought. Uh, Paris seemed like he was very fun, you mm-hmm. know, like and like at the party and everything, and he's like dancing like, and kind of goofing around. Like, like Paris would be a really good partner if I you did so love somebody else. Yes, so I and think like so too. his only crime was just that he got there too late. Like he met her too late, right? You know, right, right. But he wasn't like a sick. Like it wasn't. It wasn't the same as the movie Shakespeare in Love where Colin First character was like really kind of detestable. Oh yeah, he was really gross. But it was just like Paris is an awesome guy. It's just unluckily she met Romeo. Right. Like merely 20 seconds before <laughs> she met you, you know? Yeah, yeah. At, like literally like 20, like because then, mm-hmm. so she like meets Romeo, they see each other through the aquarium and she's like, holy shit, I've never seen anyone mm-hmm. that's as like gorgeous as this guy is. You He's have, wearing a night costume. Leonardo, I'm into it. Leonardo DiCaprio hair. Has he, ever told you like, hair, it was really fun seeing Harold Perrineau, uh, Perrineau, yeah, Perrineau, right? As, um, as like such a different character from his character in The Edge though, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did a really good job uh dancing on the stairs. I've always liked that part. Yeah. And I I like how when they're trying to like pull Romeo away from the party, for some reason he's not wearing a shirt and I'm thinking, <laughs> where did his shirt go? <laughs> well, I also noticed that he like so when he first picks Romeo up, he doesn't he only has like lipstick on mm-hmm. and then he's performing and he has like a full face of makeup on and then he later goes to Romeo and he only has the lipstick oh. on again. And I was like I was like, Oh, he took off his makeup but then I was like, No. Mm-mm. That's just a continuity. They probably error. filmed those two things together. <laughs> and then they're yeah. like, eh, whatever, it's too late. I now. also like that they're like Romeo abandons the car and runs to climb the wall and there's like security guards and they're like Romeo Romeo and the security guards are never like what could they possibly be yelling at not I a know, guy security guards are terrible yeah. the Capulets need to fire all their <laughs> security yeah, guards like yeah. what is happening here I do like when Mercutio gets the guns and then walks back through the metal detector to grab Romeo and like pull him out I thought that was a nice detail like no one is like uh, they're like uh, it's just a bunch <laughs> of guns those are harmless yeah. for the most part. Yeah, but I I really liked the actor who played the Capulet father. Um, I thought he did a really good job, Paul yeah. Sorvino. I yeah. really like. I bought him totally. Like especially like he's so excited at his party, and I like how Tybalt's like, "I'm gonna kill Romeo at your party," and he's like, "No, you won't. Let him enjoy it." <laughs> you know. And, I know. And uh, in the sauna, the guy like, just wants to throw an awesome party. He's in know? the sauna with Paris, and he's like, "Come on." come to my party you know and he was kind of fun yeah. I and mean, he was kind of scary too but he yeah, was kind he of fun he wasn't good in the end he, no he was he like, was threw very... his daughter around a little bit yeah and just hit just his a wife and yeah yeah he doesn't seem like um the kind of person that should maybe have children or be married or <laughs> yeah. be around people in general mm-hmm. just maybe so i think i'm done so the movie, would you recommend you? it um actually yes yeah. i even though i don't like it I, I the thing is it's not it's not the movie it's the story you know what I mean if that makes sense it's like there's obviously a lot of parts I do like about the movie I really like Baz Luhrmann as a director um, he does very beautiful like aesthetically pleasing and very like 
um, chaotic films, you chaotic know? Chaotic is the perfect yes, word for it. very chaotic. The only movie I've not seen him in where I would not be able to tell that it was his is Strictly Ballroom, because that movie is not like the others. I've never seen that, so. it's It's cute. I think you should watch it. Well, I mean, the last time I saw it was like... I think actually I was 18 because I had a broken ankle. Oh, wow. And someone lent me the DVD and I watched oh. it. I can't remember who lent me the DVD, but whoever you are, thank you. Because I like that movie. It was very cute. You're welcome. <laughs> they said you're welcome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they heard, they heard me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Where are they? Hello? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Say your name, please. <laughs> are you in my apartment right now? <laughs> Hmm. I'm on top of your cupboards. What? Oh my gosh. Oh, it's the little cup guy from Sesame Street. <laughs> like, do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> um Yeah, I, I would. I I um the music's great. It's the cast is great. And it's it's just the story for me. Mm-hmm. I I don't like Romeo and Juliet. I think I think Romeo and Juliet is a really stupid story. I like I can't get behind it and especially as an adult I can't get behind it maybe when I was a teenager sure because I was a teenager and I didn't know any better but as an adult I'm like all right like many times actually (laughs) I don't think I watched the last like two minutes of the movie because I was like okay they're dead (laughs) I turned it off jeez (laughs) but she runs a podcast people (laughs) host host of a podcast about movies We are the watchers of three fourths of a fourth. So you didn't. Okay, it wasn't a fourth. Okay. It was like it was like fifteen sixteenths. Okay. <laughs> At least. We are the watchers of fifteen sixteenths of movies. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, there was a song that played in the credits that was Radiohead. I had no idea. The thing is, you hit that so well, I didn't even question if you hadn't watched it. Um. <laughs> My ribs are hurting for <laughs> laughing. Oh man! Um, but <laughs> it sounds so terrible. But like at the end, he like has the poison vial, and I go, "Would you just kill yourself already?" <laughs> oh my gosh! But anyway, um, so would you recommend the movie? Um, I would to a point. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. But yeah, I don't same. think it's for everybody. I'm actually wondering. I really like it. Still, I had fun watching it. But I mean you know my history with it so i'm wondering would i have liked it if i watched it for the first time this year and i think i would have liked it because i would have appreciated the creativity of it but i don't know if i would have liked it as much as i do because i i just think like i've grown out of a lot of things but there's this nostalgia factor that's keeping me but i do think it's a well-made movie um overall and i and i like the colors and the speed and i like you said the chaos i i like and um but I don't, I wouldn't, I would recommend it. I, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I do recognize that I, there are some people, just don't, I don't think everybody, I don't think everybody has to watch it, and I wouldn't recommend everybody watch it. Yeah. I think if you're interested in Romeo and Juliet or anything adjacent to that story, I would recommend Shakespeare in Love, because I think that's a really yes, fun movie. I totally agree with and that. And it's more accessible, and it's just a really beautiful movie, and it's lighthearted. It has like a 90s and, and lightheartedness. Like the, love, the love relationship is more realistic yeah. between them, mm-hmm. because they've known each other for longer, and they're yeah. not teenagers. And, <laughs> and, and it's, so I would recommend Shakespeare in Love for yes. everybody, because I think think that's more accessible but romeo and juliet if you have a desire to watch it i would say watch it but if you feel like it's not for you then it's probably not for you is yeah kind yeah. of where i would 
yeah 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 i i mean i obviously have kind of mixed feelings about this film because there's things i like and there's things i don't like but i'm just tired of romeo and juliet it's it's i think it's a tired story it's it's like that's like all I get. As I was watching this movie, I was thinking about how pissed off I got when we were when we reviewed Beauty and the Beast, and I was so <laughs> mad that her favorite Shakespearean play was Romeo and Juliet. I was like, I was like, he wrote like forty fucking plays, and that's your favorite one. Like, can't you, I can think of like five different plays that I liked more than Romeo and Juliet. Tell me them. I will tell you them. <laughs> They're Cymbeline, King Lear, Twelfth Night. Midsummer's Night Dream and Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, interesting. I've yeah. seen Much Ado About Nothing. That's the bonkers one with like Keanu Reeves and Denzel. <laughs> and they're like brothers. Yeah, that, that's, that movie is bonkers. Watch- I was watching that movie and my sister's like, Denzel Washington or Keanu Reeves are blood brothers. <laughs> they are related. Well, they could have. They are fully blood brothers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right like like keanu reeves is like chinese hawaiian and like denzel washington's like this black guy and i'm like i'm like right totally but can, it works because the movie is kind of bonkers it works because the movie's bonkers i remember there was a movie with kirsten dunst and ben foster called get over it and they were putting on the play much ado about nothing I don't think I ever saw the movie. Or Midsummer Night's Dream, I mean. Midsummer Night's Dream. I don't think I ever saw the movie. That's with, like, Callista Flockhart, uh-huh. right? I that read the, the play. First. I took a Shakespeare class at Grand Valley, and it was my blow-off class. <laughs> and so we read a lot of plays, but I didn't retain very much at all. But that's where we watched Much Ado About Nothing, and I was like, this is the best. <laughs> so. I I really liked King Lear. Yeah? King Lear's very sad, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw... Because there is a... There's a little... Um, theater that's in downtown, right where um, my family's restaurant oh, dog, the was. Dog story yeah, theater. Dog Story Theater, and they put on like they have like maybe one or two props. Like they, there's like no scenery, and it's, so it's all just like you just have to appreciate it for the acting. And there's like maybe thirty seats in the entire theater, so it's yeah, really we saw tiny. The, the, kind of yeah. the opera there, and it was really yeah, fun. yeah, that was yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, and so I saw a lot of like Shakespearean plays. And that was really cool. Like, it was yeah. really cool to see those, you know? And so you're, like, seeing these people who are, like, genuine, like, can genuinely act, and they're not using props to, like, further, you know, like, push the storyline along. So it's all just, I mean, they're, like, they have, like, swords and stuff. But you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. There's no scenery or anything. So um, it was just really cool to do that. And it's, it's very, like, you just really appreciate the art so much more without the added, like, additional, uh, you know, things distracting you. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> Midsummer's Night Dream is the first movie I ever saw Kevin Klein in. Oh. And I remember his character was named Bottom. And I remember because I was in love with Bottom. I loved him so much. <laughs> nice. He turned into a donkey, which I was not into. But <laughs> I like he was like like just a classic like Kevin Klein character. You yeah. know, like Kevin Klein plays a lot of like very similar, like these quirky, like eccentric and you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And um and and then he's now he's Mr. Fish Odor in, in Bob's Burgers. Oh, so he's in a really? lot of Bob's Burgers. Did you yeah. ever see Orange County? I did, yeah. And he played the fr- professor at the end. Yeah, I really he was, he was pretty serious. I have like a soft spot for that movie. I really, really like it I, a lot. I remember liking it too. And uh I like he has a very small part, but I like that he he's in it. That's all. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah, no, I, I I love him. And then uh I recently watched uh a fish called Wanda, a fish oh, named okay. Wanda. And I that was the first time I'd ever seen that and then that was kind of that was pretty fun to watch that too. It was like little 
like 80s i think it's like you super young jamie lee Lee curtis Curtis. yeah yeah Yeah. and everyone used to compare and john um, cleese is in that right yeah john cleese and uh there's one other guy and i really i didn't really recognize him but um but my mom said that when she was younger, people used to say that she looked like Jamie Lee Curtis oh, all wow. the time. You can see it. I can it. see it. Yeah. You can see I've it. seen yeah. old pictures of her. I can totally yeah. see it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, so I kind of like her and like Emma, um, Emma Roberts, because Emma Roberts reminds me a lot of my sister. So I kind of like soft spots in my heart for them, even though like I, I'm not necessarily like fans of them. I'm like, oh, they remind me of my family. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Time. <laughs> like whenever I see Emma Roberts on anything, I'm like, that's my sister, <laughs> you know. So I kind of like this little like soft spot in my heart for her, and she's and my sister said that other like other friends have said that to her oh, too. Really? Yeah, where they're like, oh, I always feel like warm when I see Emma Roberts, and they're like, I think it's because she reminds me of you, and I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway. I think that we're done talking. We just really went off on yeah. many tangents. Thank but you, Nicole. Happy birthday again. Yes, happy birthday. And to everyone else, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at Watches Movies. Uh, we have an email address, watchesmovies at gmail.com. And if you guys like our stuff, please like give us five stars on Spotify. You can give us five stars on iTunes because you can give us five stars on Spotify now, which is exciting. Um as of right now, there's only one. <laughs> that's no, me. There's two. I did it. Remember? Oh, you did it too? I did it on the last episode or two oh, episodes Oh, maybe ago. that's the one that was showing up because I was looking at it and it said only one and so I thought that was me, but I guess it must be you. It's me. <laughs> anyway, and uh, if you like our stuff and you want us to do a movie, you want to recommend us to watch a movie um, and review it, then you can either do one or two things. You can email us, as I said, watchthemovies at gmail.com. Or you can give us five stars on iTunes and write the name of the um, the title of the movie on there, and we'll pretty much do them like you know within a couple episodes. So, and thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show Forty Two. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike, and that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.